When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to The Basin Binge after a long time of no episodes, even episodes that I have recorded that I just need to edit. I apologize for the craziness. Days off are rare, hard to come by. So I am ex- thrilled to have gone to the theater to see a movie. This isn't the first movie I've seen in theater in a while. I saw Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Review coming on that after this. But holy smokes, seeing the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion, was thrilling it was exciting absolutely loved it seeing it with my wife so here are my spoiler free thoughts about it gonna keep it 100 spoiler free then as it re- is released on netflix in december we'll be talking about it then so let's talk about glass onion spoiler free and all the reasons why you should go see it for the one week that is in theater so you have one week you should you really should go see it you don't need a reason just go see it, it it's amazing if you liked the first one at all be prepared for everything better. Everything in this one is elevated to a level that I was worried wasn't going to happen. Ryan Johnson, the writer and director, talked about how the first film was kind of an idea bouncing around his head for about 10 years. Who knows how long the actual process of writing and development was, but it was a long time. Then Netflix bought the rights to the movie in like mid-2021. So he had about a year to write and direct this film and I was worried that that time crunch would prevent it from living up. But sometimes urgency leads to the best creativity because the writing, the story, and the plot, the characters and the performances associated with those characters, the production design and the location, all at another level. If you like the camera work, cinematography, and lighting of the first film, it's even better in this one. It is phenomenal. The direction, the pacing, the way that it, it has genre swapping slash genre bending and, and always is unraveling more layers and allowing Benoit Block as a character to do that. The, the moral conclusion that it comes to, the moral victory that, that the unraveling brings, the, 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 the 10 steps ahead nature that you always feel like you're behind, but you're not, that you trying to figure it out and it's constantly redirecting your attention to something else, red herrings, the editing, the constant misdirection, and the reveal. It is extremely satisfying. The film knows how much we enjoy the monologue of Benoit Blanc revealing how the crime was committed, that it gives us two of them. It's phenomenal. It is, it is just phenomenally, phenomenally, phenomenally good. Absolutely love it. And as I'm saying this, there are details in the film that I'm literally realizing right now. Can't wait to go see this again. Maybe catch it next week. Definitely when it comes out on Netflix, but you have one week to go see it and you really, really should. Sincerely, everything about it is just on another level. Brian Johnson has serious talent to create a new genre. Now, now there's something about this because the last film, it, it is so unique. It's almost a genre in unto itself. 
There's not much like it. And to get you on board the first film, to get you on board with this genre and the way that the story was going to be told and the characters, it had to spend a lot of time setting it up. And while it starts into it initially, it starts into it initially. I'm talking about the first Knives Out here because it's going to set up something different. Like it breaks your expectations of, of what type of whodunit this is by removing the suspense of who died and, and so on and so forth. This starts in, in a different way, but it just, it starts and it goes. It, it doesn't have to build it up. It doesn't have to get you on board of what it's doing. You, it knows, he, Ryan Johnson knows that you know what he's doing. And so he just starts immediately. And it's so good. It, it is, it's just absolutely phenomenal the way that it starts and just keeps going and doesn't let up. But it's also a really appropriate pace where things, the intensity is continually building and has moments where it slows down and when it builds, but just the, the slow wrap up and then unravel of it. That's also moving quite quickly is just absolutely super fun to watch just, and, and the characters, each character, the cast here, is absolutely stacked and everybody did a phenomenal job. Obviously Daniel Craig as Benoit is is unbelievable, but Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, David Bautista, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, um it, it, it's phenomenal. Noah Siegel is here as another character that's really really fun. There's just a lot and it, there there's even characters who they're not even characters individuals in the story who literally are throwaway and mean nothing show up and the character that's there is exciting to you the 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 actor sorry not that character the actor there the the actors that they got to be in this and i can't believe what they did what 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 was accomplished and it's and it's funny it's hilarious the theater that i was in we we're laughing a ton and uh, it, it, it's just funny. It, I, I'm trying to keep this spoiler free, but, but Ryan Johnson has just taken what we know he will do and put it on another level. He knows that you're on to him as a writer and as a director. And so he changes up the game and, and also knows not to give you what you think you're getting. It is the best way to explain it. Here's an example that is completely spoiler free. There's nothing spoilerly about this. Um, but in an interview for the original Life's Out, he talked about phones and using phones and, and characters on the phone, uh, on the set using phones and, and Apple having this rule that the, the villain or the bad guy or the murderer, however you want to label them, is not allowed to have an iPhone. And so in the first film, they had to, to work within that. So knowing that and knowing the requirements he was under from Apple, I was like, oh, is he going to show us his hand at the beginning of the film? Am I going to catch a glimpse of an iPhone and know that that are not a suspect. And from the beginning, almost immediately at the beginning of the film, he, he makes a point to show you that each character is not using an iPhone and, and in not in a way that's distracting that if you weren't looking for, it, you wouldn't have even noticed. It's very natural the way they use their phones, but they use them in a way that it's obvious and can be seen that they don't have an iPhone, which I love as an example, because he knows that you're onto him, but also he does things in a way that aren't too distracting. Even the way that as I'm talking about this now, details are making more sense, seeing the conclusion, seeing the foreshadowing. They don't draw too much attention. They're there if you know what you're looking for, but having not seen the film and not knowing to look for it, you don't see it. And it's brilliant. Yeah, I was talking to my wife about this phone thing back on it, how it shows the characters 
not using a phone. She's like, I didn't even notice what phone they were using because she wasn't looking for it. I knew that I was looking for. It. And so it's this perfect balance of giving you what you want if you're looking for it, but not revealing anything to you if you're not, while also not being distracting for the individuals who don't know whatever we don't know. I really genuinely don't know what else to say without just gushing about the film. I could not wait for it to start. And once it did, I was having a great time. I was laughing with the rest of the audience. We were really, really enjoying it. And you could just tell as the movie ended that people genuinely had a great time with what just came about. It was a blast. Extremely fun. Really, really glad I went and saw it in theaters. So I'm telling you, you need to go see it in theaters. It's there for one week and then you're going to have to wait a whole month until it comes out on Netflix. I'm going to be rewatching it when it's on Netflix constantly, but you need to go see it in theaters. It's a phenomenal film. If you like the first one, I guarantee you're going to like this one. I liked it even more. I'm not going to promise that, but I promise that you'll at least enjoy it and you'll be glad you went. It is an absolute blast. I'm going to keep this spoiler free. One, to keep it short for myself with how busy I am. Two, because it would be hard to talk about this with spoilers because it is so much that has to be unwrapped. I'm going to wait until I see it once or twice more and then release that later this year when it when it comes out on Netflix so that we can all enjoy the spoilers together. But go see it in theaters. It is a blast. If not, look forward to it in December when it is released on Netflix, December 23rd. Glass onion, a knife's out. Anyway, it's been a blast recording this episode. I apologize it's been so long. More episodes are coming when I get my schedule figured out. Thanks for enduring the, the hiatus as it goes on. But once again, my name is Harrison. This is The Basin Binge. That's all for now. Ciao, ciao.